can we start with asking what actually is a wealth tax? I think there are probably three different sorts of wealth tax, actually. One is a tax like an inheritance tax, which is a tax on the transfer of wealth. One is a tax on just the ownership of wealth, if you have to pay maybe 1% of all of your wealth each year or on a one-off basis. And thirdly, we often also think of wealth taxes as the tax on the return to wealth, so capital gains or any interest that you earn. And each of those three wealth taxes is actually very different in their, in their impact and in their um, applicability. So can we take each of those? Maybe we start with the idea of having just a, a general tax on all net wealth. What would be the risks of doing something like that and what would be the benefits? So if you were, for example, to raise a 1% levy on all wealth that people hold, one of your problems is identifying that wealth, and particularly if that's wealth that's held overseas. Uh, we know that that can be difficult uh, to do, and you're clearly going to give people an incentive to hold some of it overseas. On the other hand, a lot of wealth that's held in the UK is in the form of land and bricks and mortar, uh, and that's relatively um, easy to identify and relatively easy to get hold of. I think one of the, uh, and, you know, and potentially there's a significant amount of money there if you can really get it, where you get problems with these sorts of taxes is if you can't get it in a fair manner. So why is inheritance tax so unpopular, despite being probably the most progressive? I think it's because the genuinely wealthy don't pay very much. So if you have a wealth tax in which the genuinely wealthy manage to avoid it, it's going to be a seriously unpopular tax. What about the risks of increasing capital gains? So, for example, capital gains is a tax that's paid on um, the income you might get from selling shares. If you increase that tax, what might happen? So capital gains tax is an effort to tax people when the value of a property or shares or whatever they happen to own goes up. So if you obviously if you get income, then you pay tax. And the idea of capital gains is that if the value goes up, even if you don't get an income from it, then you pay some tax. And you need to do that because if you didn't tax capital gains, then actually there's all sorts of clever ways of um, turning income into capital gains. So you just kind of, uh, you, you'd find ways of avoiding the tax. Um, and that's exactly why capital gains tax has proved so problematic for the last 50 years and more. Because if you have capital gains tax rates at lower rates than income tax rates, then people just find ways of avoiding income tax. But if you have it at the same rate uh, as income tax, then you can disincentivise entrepreneurialism and uh, you can penalise people for doing the right thing, for investing in their business or for um, taking risks. Uh, so what you, what you need to do is find a way of balancing those two things off. As a minimum, we need to start um, only charging capital gains tax on real gains. So at the moment, we actually tax inflationary gains. So if you just, the value in real terms of the stuff that you hold doesn't change because it just goes up in line with inflation, we'll still tax that. So at the very least, we need to stop, uh, we need to stop doing that. One of the most common criticisms of wealth taxes is that it will create some mass millionaire flight. So all these wealthy people will simply just move abroad. They will move away from where the taxes are. Do you think that's a real risk? We know that um, it's incredibly difficult to raise things like inheritance tax from the seriously wealthy. And if you talk to lawyers about this, they'll essentially say if you're really wealthy, if you've got tens, hundreds of millions of pounds and you're relatively well advised, then you just won't pay the tax. Uh, and that's really quite depressing, but that is what a lawyer will 
tell you. In terms of um, mass flight, if you tried something different like, a, you know, say, a 1% tax on wealth holdings over a certain amount, I think, and this is only a, an opinion, I don't have great evidence for this, I think if you could persuade people that this was either one-off or done on a very clear, transparent and fair basis at a relatively low level, you wouldn't have too much trouble. But if, and I think this is the really worrying thing here, if people felt that this was some kind of attack on property rights, or if they thought that you say it's a one-off tax, but it might not be, or if they think it's an, an, an unreasonable level, then I think there does come a point at which people uh, get really quite scared by that and do either themselves or move their uh, move their money abroad. So I think it's something you have to be, it's not impossible, I don't think, but you do have to be incredibly careful about how you do it, and not just technically how you do it, but how you sell it and how you persuade people that this is a reasonable, fair and uh, tax, which is not going to be undermining their property rights. Just taking the idea of a mansion tax, which is actually something which has gained quite a lot of traction and various political parties, including um, previously the Liberal Democrats and, and in the UK and also Labour, have been quite supportive of a mansion tax. Um, now, that is a tax on properties. So why would you feel that that might not be appropriate? Well, what I understand a mansion tax to be is essentially a higher rate of council tax, which we currently have, on more expensive properties. And actually, I think that's probably what we do need to do. The council tax at the moment is pretty absurd. I'm pretty sure it's the only tax that we have that's actually deliberately designed to be regressive in the sense that you pay less council tax as a fraction of the value of your property the more valuable your property is. So it would be like paying a lower level of VAT on a Ferrari than on a Mini. Um, it, it, it's absurd, actually. Uh, so I think there is a strong case for reforming council tax so that what you pay is at least proportionate to the value of the house that you're living in. And that will result in a very big increase in council tax on properties worth one, two, five, ten million pounds and you could use that extra money either to reduce council tax for other people or uh, or to spend elsewhere so i think underlying the idea of a mansion tax is actually a rather good idea i would simply reform council tax so that it was proportional to the value of the property you're currently in in many countries a lot of people's wealth is tied up in in assets that they can't easily get their hands on so things like property if you were to implement a wealth tax that was a certain percentage, say 1%, half a percent on total net wealth that someone has, would that risk some people simply not being able to pay it? I think you raise the, the biggest problem with the idea of a wealth tax. For most of us, um, for you know, 80-90% of the population, pretty much all of our wealth is tied up in two things. A pension, if we're lucky, and a house, if we're lucky. Um, and it's only actually people who are you know, really, really rich who have got significant assets in other, in, in, in other things. And you can't get your money out of a pension, and you clearly can't get your money out of a house without, uh, without selling it. So you've got two routes through here. One is that you could say, we'll have a wealth tax, but we will exempt housing and or pensions. Of course, as soon as you do that, first you get a lot less money, but secondly, um, you give people big incentives to put all their money in houses and um, uh, pensions. Or you can say, we'll roll up 
you know, the amount that you have to pay so that you don't actually pay it until you sell your house or until you take your pension, or you could just take the money out of the pension uh, itself. So all of those things create quite a lot of um, complexity, uh, but actually because pensions and houses are things that you can see and value relatively easily, they're also the things that in some sense it's probably easiest uh, to tax. But if you tax those and you're not effectively taxing the wealth that the really wealthy have, uh, then you're going to make this very unpopular. And that's why, that's part of the reason, I think, why internationally wealth taxes have not tended to be super successful. One of the objections that people have to wealth taxes is actually a question of fundamental fairness. And they would argue that you're effectively applying a form of double taxation. Do you think that's a fair criticism? You're really getting into difficult sort of um, philosophical water, I think, when you start talking about wealth taxes and, and fairness. So think of think of an inheritance tax, for example. People have very, very different uh, ethical views about inheritance tax. Where you get problems with these sorts of taxes is if you can't get it in a fair manner. So why is inheritance tax so unpopular, despite being probably the most progressive? I think it's because the genuinely wealthy don't pay very much. So if you have a wealth tax in which the genuinely wealthy manage to avoid it, it's going to be a seriously unpopular tax. So on on the one hand, um, I think probably a majority of people take the view that um, if I've earned some money and I've invested in my house or, or whatever, I have a right to leave that to my children untaxed, particularly because all of the money that I've earned to build all that up has been taxed in the first instance. That's one of the reasons why inheritance tax is so unpopular. But looked at from the point of view of the recipient, um, an inheritance is something that you get through no effort of your own, um, and it looks like it's something that should be taxed really quite heavily because it's um, uh, you know, why get a hundred thousand pounds of inheritance with no tax at all? Whereas if you're earning a hundred thousand pounds, you'll be paying something like thirty or forty thousand pounds tax on it. Now, um, people just have very, very different views about which of those is fair: no tax or high tax um, on inheritance. And I think we often just get lost immediately in debates about this when one's think when, when we're thinking about fairness. The different set of issues, if what you're thinking about is putting, say, a 1% tax on the wealth that people hold, some of that wealth uh, will be wealth that, you know, if I if I've earned um, £100,000 last year and I've paid tax on it and I've saved £20,000 of it, um, I'm going to be pretty upset if then there's another tax on that money that I'm because I've saved it, whereas if I'd spent it, um, it wouldn't have been taxed in the same way. So I think there is a degree of unfairness about that. But, of course, most wealth that people hold, they've just been lucky. The value of their house, I mean, particularly people from older generations, the value of their houses have gone up very quickly. They've got very valuable occupational pension schemes. Um, sometimes they might have done well in the stock market. So they've done the right thing, but they've also uh, been quite uh, fortunate if they've built up a significant amount of wealth. So, again, I think there are there are fundamentally conflicting views about what's fair, right and reasonable here. If you were to advise the government on introducing wealth taxes, which would you suggest are both practical, um, so feasible to do, um, but also the fairest? I think actually within our current system, there are some fairly obvious um, candidates here. So first, uh, I would 
change council tax so that it is actually paid as a proportion of the current value of the property, and that would uh, be a significant increase in the tax on people living in very expensive um, properties. Um, secondly, uh, I think there is a strong case for some form of land value tax, um, uh, perhaps replacing business rates, uh, but certainly at the moment we don't tax, for example, farmland or a lot of uh, land that is held by very wealthy um, people. Um, thirdly, there are certainly changes that you could make to capital gains tax. I mean, at the moment, it's completely forgiven at death, for example, which seems rather bizarre. And there are other sort of obvious loopholes in the capital gains and inheritance tax systems that one might want to close. So within the current system, uh, I think you can move to a much better place than we are at the moment. I think I would be more cautious about more radical um, changes in the sense of you know, having a a percentage tax every year on on people's wealth until you're really clear about exactly how uh, how that would work and you I think you'd need to do a lot of getting people ready um, for something like that I don't think that's the sort of thing that you can bring in quickly and expect people to uh, expect people to accept I think the other thing worth saying is that when you're looking at wealth taxes um, you can make the current system better and fairer and you can raise some more money uh, I don't think you can transform the tax system by uh, by taxing wealth. You can get a few more billion, uh, but you're not going to be replacing income tax or anything like that anytime soon. Another issue that people sometimes have with respect to fairness, if you're talking about um, uh, wealth taxes, is this thing that you can think of as retrospection, by which I mean you change the rules of the game after people have done something. So you might think, look, you've had all these people who've been incredibly lucky with their occupational pensions or incredibly lucky with the value of their house, so it's reasonable to uh, impose a bit of a tax on that. But from their point of view, they've done the right thing. They weren't expecting uh, that tax. It's too late for them to change their behaviour. This just looks like it's something that's being imposed retrospectively that's taking away their property in a way that they uh, would think is unreasonable. Now, I'm not sure how strong an argument that is, because in a sense, all taxes are a bit like that. If we increase VAT next year, um, then you know, I wasn't planning on prices being high next year and paying more VAT. So in that sense, it is also a bit retrospective. So these things are on a spectrum. Uh, but, um, but again, people have, I think, a very strong sense of right and wrong and fairness here, which can paint a very clear dividing line. I'm not sure that dividing line really exists, but it certainly exists in people's minds.